0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with speed reading expert, speaker, educator, and author, Abby Marks-Beal. She enjoys helping busy people read smarter, faster, and just plain better. For the past 30 years, she has taught thousands of professionals, educators, and students to build confidence and competence through knowledge and simple yet powerful active reading strategies. Abby has worked with a wide variety of clients and organizations, including Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, government agencies, associations, colleges, and school districts. She is the founder of Revit Up Reading and the creator of an interactive and experimental online course with the same name. The main goal of her training is to get readers up to speed with all they read. Enjoy this interview. Interview. Yeah. Hi, Abby.
1: How are you? I'm um, good. How are you? I'm excellent. Nice to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute out today.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'm happy to, to do it. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Excellent.
1: You bet. Yeah. So before we get into your life as a speed reading expert and author, I want to know the last three years with COVID, you know, it was quite a time for all of us to survive. And I'm wondering mm. how you survived that time period, how it's changed the way that. You live your life and conduct business now, so
2: in my other life, I'm also a homeopath, so it's basically it's like a natural medicine provider is the best oh, way I to put you. it yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah, so i do I am a speed reading expert and an author, and I have um you know a business that I run that that, and in addition, I do homeopathy, and so during Covid I was more busy doing homeopathy <laughs> because. Nobody wanted to, not nobody, but, you know, the the interest in speed reading wasn't necessarily there as much. Everyone was online. They don't need anything else that was online. Uh, but they did need help uh healing with COVID. So I did a lot of COVID prescribing and things like that.
1: That leads into my next question, which is, if I mm-hmm. was to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day and one of them looked up and asked you, what do you do for a living, how would you answer them? <laughs>
2: That's a great question. Um, how would I answer? I'm an entrepreneur. Basically, I find things that I'm passionate about, and I learn about them, and then I help other people with the things that I learn. So it's not necessarily Dr. Lawyer Baker, you know, kind of thing. It's I'm an entrepreneur for sure.
1: So when you were in the third grade or in grade school, what was your dream? What did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Uh, I don't think I had a dream. At the time, I think it was, I I, I wanted to get out of high school. I wanted to go to college. Um, I wanted to be independent. I don't think I knew what I wanted to do. I, you know, I know some kids like that, but I, I, you know, I didn't like to read when I got older. So in third grade, I loved reading. And by seventh grade, I hated it. You know, so the thought of learning anything at the time seemed crazy.
1: So are you happy with what you do now with how everything turned out?
2: Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Everything I do every day are things that I love to do, for the most part, except laundry. But the rest of it I do love to right. do.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your beginnings and your childhood? Where were you born and raised and how some of these seeds were planted in you to become who you are today?
2: Wow. Um, You really are asking a very provocative question. I don't think anyone has ever really asked. So um, I grew up uh, on Long Island in New York, and in that area, um, education was definitely something that was important. So I'm very glad to have come from that area, um, but I'm glad I don't live there now. I live in Connecticut now, which is about two hours from where I grew up, and I'm fine with that, um, but because education was so strong, I, I definitely had that learning um, um, desire um, and the need, but at the time, through high school, I really didn't like reading, and I thought, how am I supposed to like learn anything when I'm like, I don't like reading at all, and I fall asleep, and I have to reread things, and it's not satisfying, and... So the universe helped take care of that uh, after I got my degree in college. I mean, I went through college without really enjoying reading at all. Um, but then having my degree allowed me to apply for a job that allowed me to learn how to teach kids speed reading and study skills. That was the job I took. It was a few years after college. And I didn't even know what it was. It just said, you know, have, have car, be willing to travel, you know, have a degree, we will train you. I was like, yeah, it was perfect. I was in my you know, middle 20s. And so that was kind of the beginning of everything for me where it was like this aha moment that learning can be good and it can be done and other people need to know about this. So after working with them for a couple of years, I decided to kind of take what I knew from them. I went and got a master's degree in adult learning and then um, created my company, which is called Rivet Up Reading to help people know how to feel good about themselves as readers, basically, and then wrote some books and created an online course, and so that's kind of the trajectory in a nutshell.
1: It's interesting. My dad was actually born in Brooklyn and raised in Long Island. He was up in Massapequa.
2: Okay. Yeah, that was probably about a half hour from me.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he mm-hmm. he joined the Air Force, and that's why I'm in Kansas City now, but um, but yeah, I always find it interesting when people talk about Long Island because I did have relatives. I do. I Actually, my aunt's still up there and I've been up there a few times, so I, I know the area mm. relatively Yeah, it's okay.
2: changed. It's changed yeah. a lot over the years, I'll just say. Um, but it's a great place to be from. And that's what I always tell people. Great place to be
1: from. For sure. So I got to know, how do you become a speed reader? How does that happen?
2: So once you learn the strategy, so the the idea of speed reading for some people is very fantastical and understandably so, where they think it's thousands of words per minute and basically how do you understand that? Well, I don't teach that. I teach people basically their, I'm trying to remember if I could get my definition of what speed reading is, it's a set of active, mindful, and conscious strategies that enable you to get what you need quickly from any kind of reading material efficiently and effectively. And it doesn't mean fast all the time. It means when can you slow up? When should you slow down? How do you do it? How do you focus? Um, how do you become active, mindful, and conscious when you read? So it's not about speeding like thousands of words per minute. The average person reads around 250 when they start. So the thought of even 1,000 words per minute is very daunting So we don't go there. We basically say, how do you focus better? How do you get what you need from whatever you're reading? And so the concept of speed reading is a little bit different in the way that I look at it.
1: So what was the book, the first book you ever read that really opened the door up for you that either made you want to read more or write?
2: What was the book? Um, The book. I don't think there was a book in particular. I think it was more... Um, I never wanted to write, I'll just say that. Uh, it was never anything I, I felt I was good at, but because I was offering a speed reading course at a community college, some publishers looked at their catalog and said, oh, she's a speed reading expert, maybe she wants to write a book. So they called me and asked, do you want to write a book on speed reading? I was like, and who is this, please? <laughs> I almost hung up on them. I was like, Really? Uh, and so that was one of the one of the books that I wrote was because I was asked I was also asked to write a study skills book for the same reason, and I did both of them and and so i've i 've become a writer over the years a writer, editor, creator because of that. I never ever thought I would do it hated writing in school, just like I hated reading so sure so mm-hmm. let me ask you this: if
1: you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now. Who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk
2: to? Hmm. So uh, I'll be completely transparent. The the person I would want to meet is uh, the gentleman who created homeopathic medicine. His name is Samuel Hahnemann. And he was born in 1756, actually this week, in uh, April 10th he was born. And he died uh, at the age of, I think, 80, 80, 89. So it was like the later 1800s. And just his form of medicine is just brilliant. And I would love to get some insights from this guy. But that will be in my next life.
1: So who's been a role model or a hero for you? Who have you consistently admired in your life?
2: My husband. (laughs) I know that sounds trite. My husband, he's also an entrepreneur. He's a certified financial planner and he has his own business. And um, I love his, you know, wanting to learn persona, I mean, he reads more than I do, especially he has all this financial stuff to read, but he just really is on top of things, and he's just very good at listening to me, Um, so I really kind of admire him a lot, and so I would say it's my husband.
1: So in all of these pursuits that you have as an entrepreneur, what is it that ultimately motivates you every day that gets you out of bed, that gets you moving, that gets you on to accomplish what you want to get done?
2: I help people. I'm 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 a person that is very motivated by knowing that my presence in someone's life could possibly help make them a better person. And so the tools and the information I have learned over the years be it in speed reading or study skills or in homeopathic medicine, any of those things, I'm I just love having that effect and the opportunity to do it. So that's, that's kind of where it is. You're asking great, great questions, by the way.
1: Oh, cool. Thank you.
2: Um, yeah.
1: So, so of all of the things that you've accomplished in your life, what are you the proudest of?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that came to mind were my kids. They're now 25 and 28, so they're not kids. But that I survived their childhood, and they survived uh-huh. me and my husband, um, and that they have been doing some really amazing things on this planet thus far. I feel like that's that's huge right there. That was the first thing that came to mind. I said, "Let me just tell him what came to mind first.
1: That's always the number one Family Feud answer, right there. Um, Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, can that, I be
2: on the show? Let's go. <laughs>
1: let's. I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the one thing about life is you know, through all the things that we do and accomplish and overcome and everything that we go through, we, we gain wisdom. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained throughout your life. What would you tell your younger version?
2: Don't worry what other people think. Do what I feel I need to do because I know best. And I knew best back then, but I didn't listen to myself. I listened to other people. Kind of got sidetracked. Um, But trust myself. Trust myself.
1: So everyone out there, we all exist in different lights for everyone, family, friends, clients, colleagues, all these people, Mm your readers. But ultimately, you live your life. You're in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um,
1: who do I think I am?
2: I think I'm a person that tries hard that works towards um the betterment of humanity uh through my actions, my words um my professions um I just feel like like I need to do good in this world. there's just there 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 needs to be more of that even, but I do my little part to do good in this world, so I think on my tombstone, it might say something like, she tried. (laughs) I
1: said
2: said that to my husband. He said, no, it's got to be stronger than that. I said, no, she tried. She really did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. That's a great answer. So, Mm -hmm. Abby, if anyone out there wants to dig any further into your life and what you do and hire you, anything revolving your writing, anything revolving around your world, what can they do? Where can they go?
2: So um, the easiest combined place is my LinkedIn profile, um, because it has both of my businesses there, um, or they could go to Rev It Up Reading, where my speed reading um, material is, it's R-E-V-I-T-U-P reading, or my homeopathic practice is Homeopathy Healings with an s.com dot com, and there's all kinds of educational material there. So thank you for allowing me to share that
1: wonderful Abby. this has been great thank you for opening up thank you for being you know so transparent and open about your answers best of luck with Mm -hmm. everything i really appreciate it
0: well thank you for all these great questions thanks for tuning into another famous interview with joe domino where we cover the world of art literature business spirituality reading music and more from around the globe If you want to hear more interviews visit the famous interviews with joe domino channel on youtube you can also find us on spotify and apple podcasts thanks again for listening